Welcome to Modern Ancestral Mamas, a podcast for mamas created by mamas. We discuss ancestral food, cooking, feeding our families, and holistic living with the everyday modern mom. We are Corey and Christine, two mamas on a mission to nourish our families holistically while keeping it real in today's crazy world. Follow us on this adventure and enjoy the stories and information we share. Hey everybody. Okay. Welcome to episode four. This is our second half of the um, education uh, mini series. Um, So the last one was uh, Christine talked about um, Waldorf and Montessori and her um, experience teaching in a public New York city school. And it's really interesting. And I suggest everybody goes back an episode to episode three and listens to that. Uh, but this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about homeschooling and, um, our experiences with homeschooling and, but we're going to kick off with a, a bit about our favorite lunchbox paraphernalia. So Christine, what's your favorite thing to pack your kids lunches? So I am a big fan of the planet box containers they are these stainless steel bento style lunch boxes. They are super expensive, but I have found that they're very expensive, <laughs> they unfortunately. Um, however, they usually have a big sale on Earth Day. So if you're willing to wait until Earth Day, there's always a April. It's in May, right? I think it's April 20th. April. There's always a really good sale for that. And I like them because they last a really long time. And I can, yeah, and they're stainless, they're stainless steel. steel. Yeah, they're right? reusable. I can put it in the dishwasher. Yeah. That was my next question. <laughs> uh, no, do they leak? Not at all. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have bentos are like absolutely 100% the best yeah. invention. Um, having those little containers and like, for whatever reason, it makes it so much easier to pack. Um, we actually have been using the bent go containers. I don't love them because they're plastic. Um, but they don't leak, which is why I bought them for my kindergarten when my kids were in kindergarten. Um, because we had some of the lunchbots ones and I really like those because they're stainless Mm -hmm. steel, but they leak. So like if you put something in there, that's anything, you know, wet at all, it'll, it'll leak. Um, but the bent go ones don't, they have like a rubber seal. So then does the planet box have some sort of rubber on it? No, it just closes really well. <laughs> okay. Um, right, it fair. also <laughs> comes with two mini containers and the mini containers have silicone lids and the silicone lids kind of like have a lip that go over the containers. Okay. So you could put yeah. like yogurt or, yeah, or like could. ranch or whatever. Yeah, the, in those. For the smaller okay. one, I usually right. will do a sauce, whether it's like ketchup or like you said, homemade ranch mayonnaise, something like that. Right. So the other thing that I really like um, is we've invested in these. Um, 
I mean, they're travel like coffee mugs, but they're smaller. They're not like a, a big one. And um, my kids really love tea. So they'll take tea uh, if we have to go somewhere early, like co-op. And then the other thing that we've started doing, and I learned this um, a while ago, is we got these those little, you know, those little glass bottles of... Um, like tonic water or seltzer water you can get in the grocery store. Um, Cause I was packing, I was trying to pack kombucha or raw milk for my kids and I didn't want it to have a metallic flavor. So I didn't want to put it in the travel coffee mug. Um, so we got these little glass bottles and the, and I just, you know, we drank the seltzer or whatever years ago and the lids are screw on lids and they go on pretty tightly and then you put like a um, like a beer koozie oh. around it, and that keeps it um, cold, and it also keeps it f- you know safe. The glass is not in danger of shattering. Um, so if we to pack like I have a um, chocolate milk recipe on my blog that my kids love, and it's like chock full of really good stuff, including egg yolks and raw milk and that kind of stuff. So um, I'll pack that. Or maybe, uh, yeah, like kombucha or water kefir or even iced tea in those for my kids. Anyway, those are, that was like a game changer for me. I don't know why it was such a big deal, but (laughs) figuring out how to pack liquid safely. And I didn't want to put it in like a a straw cup because then I have to wash the straw and that's gross. Well, we can definitely (laughs) share these resources on the show notes. Yes, not many resources if you're just buying a seltzer water bottle, but (laughs) for the other ones, we're good. Um, Yeah, so wait, so you said in the last podcast that you were homeschooled. I did not realize that. I was for For a a little bit. Yes. Um, My mom homeschooled me. The big running joke on that one is it was during the years when you learn grammar and English. And I was basically taught English by an English language learner. So my grammar <laughs> is atrocious as is, as are my spelling. Um, oh yeah. Good. Yeah, Prove your right. point. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I never really made up, I never really, yeah, learned grammar properly. <laughs> You feel like you didn't recuperate. Yes, thank you. I did not recuperate from that, from those few years. But I will say it was an incredible experience as far as all of the cool things that I got to do. I would have never been able to do some of the things that I did had I not been homeschooled. Were your siblings homeschooled too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. My youngest sibling was not homeschooled as long as I was. But yeah, I was trying to think. We belonged to a co-op, um, so I did all of the fun things like language classes and theater classes. I was also, because I was homeschooled, had time to go to things like operas and classical art or um, classical music performances regularly. Um, I was a volunteer at the local Dallas Zoo And that was something that was like two or three times a week. So I actually got to like help with the animals. Um, Yeah, just 
things that I would have never done had I been in school. And so I actually am very thankful and appreciative that I had that experience. Yeah, that's really cool. But Corey, you have an interesting background as well. I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, so I was homeschooled K through 12. Um, My husband was actually homeschooled, like, I think he said third grade to fifth or sixth grade. We actually met at a homeschool co-op. So that's cute. Um, (laughs) We, um, so me and my siblings were all homeschooled. My brother did go back to school. He went to a private school in high school so he could play sports. But otherwise, my mom homeschooled all of us and um, even homeschooled our other brother who's adopted in, he was adopted in when he was older. So, so they pulled him out of public school and then started homeschooling him um, and homeschooled him. She's homeschooled him all the way through high school. Um, And when, when Ryan and I started having kids, I, I was never, like I always said, I'm not going to homeschool my kids. Like there, there are things that I want to do, you know, that don't involve homeschooling. And, um, even though like I had an amazing experience with it and it was just awesome for me. Um, but I always said like, no, I, I, you know, I, I want to have a career or whatever. Um, and, uh, we had watched this documentary called waiting for Superman. And it's about, um, these kids, I think they were in New York. I don't know, maybe Chicago, some big city, And they were all trying to get into a charter school because the public schools were so rough. And, um, and it wasn't just that, you know, cause we lived, we live in a area that has a perfectly fine public school, but, um, you know, it was all of the bureaucracy that was within the public school system that was making it so rough for these kids. And Ryan and I were just like, Oh, this is gross. So when our kids were old enough to be going to school, Um, we actually sent them to a private, um, Catholic school and, um, we're not Catholic, but this is where my brother had went to. My brother graduated from this school. They have a really great sports program and, um, the school is actually, um, it was an all boys school and which I thought was really great, um, for my son and he thrived there. He did great. And then my daughter went, um, so he went for kindergarten and then my daughter went for kindergarten as well to the, to the girls one. And, um, they actually kindergarten was co-ed, but beyond that was separate. So my, my son had gone there for first grade for, um, the, to the all boys school. And my daughter went for kindergarten to the co-ed class and the only problem was, is that the school is an hour away and sometimes like almost an hour wow. and 45 minutes away just because of traffic. Um, so we ended up deciding to pull them from the school, which was heartbreaking. And whenever I think about it, I still get kind of sad about it. And my kids are kind of sad about it, but it was just not feasible. Um, and... Uh, so we decided to homeschool them and we 
went from that private school to a hybrid school. So it's a two day a week. Technically it's a co-op, but it's more like a private hybrid school where you're there two days a week. And then the other three days a week, you have homework at home, but it's not what I would call homeschooling. Um, it is technically like state legally you're homeschooling, but it's, it's not the same as what most people would consider homeschooling. Um, and then, and I would have continued to go there except COVID happened and, um, made me realize that I really did love being home fully with my kids and having the, um, control of our curriculum that I was granted when I was home with them fully. So now we are home. Um, we take, we do a co-op once a week and we do, um, some outside classes, mostly PE outside of the house and, and a coding class. Um, yeah, that's what we did this evening actually, but that is, yeah. So we're home for the most part and I am fully in charge of their education, (laughs) which is a little daunting. Wow. Can, can you share a little bit with me about what homeschooling for your kids is like? Like, what do you guys, what does that look like? Um, so every day it looks a little different. Um, some days, like in my ideal world, (laughs) we would, um, get up and have breakfast and then we would dive into what we call a morning basket. And that's where you do things like, um, like we do a devotion together and we do, um, our catechism questions and, um, we do a family read aloud, things like that. So that's like, you know, like a peaceful thing and the kids are sketching or they're playing, doing a puzzle, something quiet um, while I'm reading or we're having a discussion about an art piece or a music piece or something. Um, and then we would move on to doing, uh, you know, the more academic things like math and language arts. And then Um, the kids do those independently and then we come back and do, um, history and science together. Some days it's not like that. Some day, like today they were, they wanted to go outside and we're, you know, it's November, but today was beautiful and it was warm and I had no desire to make them come in and do schoolwork. So they probably played outside for, I don't know, like two hours before I was finally like, okay, we actually do need to get something done. (laughs) And I called them back in, but they were playing beautifully and and peacefully together. And it was like, I'm not going to interrupt that. Which is one of the things I like about homeschooling is because they can just go do that. Um, And yeah, so then they, they came back in and we did, we, we really didn't even finish school today until we had to leave for coding at like three, three o'clock. Um, which was fine. It's good. That's like how, how I I want things to be is a little bit more relaxed and, you know, we'll get to it when we get, when we get to it sort of thing. Uh, do you follow a specific curriculum? 
Yeah, so we have uh, specific curriculums for different subjects. Uh, our state, um, I do want to like caveat this with, with, you know, your state, different states have different laws. Um, Maryland has specific things that we have to cover, specific subjects, and we have to report to the county oh, wow. twice a year. Um, and it's not a big deal. Uh, you just kind of, well, since COVID's happened, it used to be that you had to meet in person. Now you don't have to, you just send in a form, you right. fill out a form and send it in. Um, and so in Maryland, we have to cover, uh, like math, language arts, art and music, PE, social studies and science. So for language arts and math, we use a curriculum called good and the beautiful. And, um, I was not super, I was like really excited about <laughs> the good and the beautiful. And then last year was our first year using it. And I was a little bit not excited once we got into it, but I think it just took a little time to, um, get the hang of it. Cause now it's working really well and we're doing really well with it for math and language arts. And they, they also incorporate into their math and language arts, some social studies and some art and, um, like art appreciation. And, uh, I think that's, it's really lovely. They, it's a, it's a semi Charlotte Mason style, um, uh, curriculum. So it's really, there's an emphasis on art and there's an emphasis on, um, nature studies and it's, it's, it's pretty like the curriculum itself is pretty, which I appreciate cause I have a love for good yeah. aesthetics. Um, and then for, let's see, uh, science this year, we're using homegrown education, which I love her stuff. So it's actually a Weston A. Price style nutrition education program wow. curriculum for um, children. And it is, this is the first year that she's put it out. I bought it as soon as she released it. I'm, I love it. Um, it's been great. And I'm so happy that I didn't have to create my own because I was on the verge of creating my own. But instead, Liz already so did it. Cool. It's great. Yeah. And people can, you don't have to be a homeschooler to use it. You could get it okay. and do it with your kids. That's good. Um, but I do, like, I was talking, we were talking about this actually. I was talking about this last week with, with a friend. And she was asking me why I would um, buy a curriculum for nutrition when you know, obviously I could do it on my own. And I really believe that it's so helpful to have something that's already laid out and I don't have to think about it and it keeps me on track and it validate, validates, excuse me, speak of not speaking clearly, um, validates what I've been saying to my kids about nutrition anyway. So I've got Liz backing Actually, me yeah, on that one. I think you, Thanks, Liz. you shared a story <laughs> about how one of your kids had started reading some of the information in there and said, Oh my gosh, wait, this is what we do. Or, um, I think yeah. it's something like that. Yep. There's, it's probably about, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, I think it was about raw milk and like, Oh, right. Well, this is right. why we do this. <laughs> this is what you've been saying all along, mom. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, and then we do some other science stuff with our co-op, uh, and they use a good, the good and the beautiful science program or curriculums there. 
And for social studies, we're using not grass this year. So it's, which is a funny name, but it's, it's the creator's last name. So not grass. Um, And that's a, uh, we're using a um, geography and history program for the United States. So it's called our 50 States and it goes through each state. Um, And that's pretty interesting. And then let's see other things that we like to do. Oh, PE is all, I mean, literally we've, we could just say that my kids go outside and play every day. That would be perfectly fine for PE, but they're also doing, you know, dance classes or, and swimming lessons and that kind of thing. And aside from that, oh, art and music art. I got these art cards. So they're, they're just cards. They're like flashcards with a piece of art on the front of it. And on the back of it, it has some quick facts about it. And we just go through it and I let the kids pick out what they want to learn about. And we'll just talk about that piece of art. It's not very in depth, but, um, it's an exposure to art and different styles of art and, um, mediums and things. And it's pretty, it's pretty low key, but it's, it's, it's good for my kids who are they're just in elementary school right now. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Oh, we have a big emphasis on um, reading aloud. I think I mentioned that mm-hmm. with the morning basket. But um, we do lots of different kinds of read aloud. Sometimes it's just picture books. Um, sometimes it's stories. We do, we have like a family um, uh, chapter book that we read together. Which one are you guys reading and, right now? Currently, I'm reading um, uh, Finn Family Moomin Troll to them. And my husband is reading, oh gosh, now I can't remember what it's called. Wing Feather, the first book of the oh, Wing Feather saga. So they're they're good. Um, the Finn Family Moomin Troll is funny. It's like silly. And the, um, the Wing Feather saga is a... Um, fantasy book so they're all really enjoying that um yeah so the oh and the other one i wanted to mention that we do is called um connoisseur kids and that's a like manners book it's by jennifer scott who's um madame chic no if you've read her books those are good books too but this connoisseur kids is really good um it's got you know like exercises and games that you play to learn manners and weekly challenges and things like that. So, uh, Very cool. yeah, I suggest that's for lots of people, <laughs> Yeah, not just homeschoolers. What about, are you a part of any co-ops um, or anything? Yeah. So we do a co-op once a week. Um, and it's only in the morning. So it's a pretty low key, um, way of doing a co-op, but I really think co-ops are important. I didn't want to do it because I truly love just being home. But because I was homeschooled, I do recognize that it is important for kids to have outside um, interactions and a consistent group of people that they're seeing on a regular basis. And I do think it's actually important for kids to have other people teaching them things as well. So I, uh, for those reasons, I think it's uh, a very useful thing to be a part of a co-op. Um, I still don't love going out. 
<laughs> in the morning every Wednesday. But this is, you know, it's been a good experience for us. If you're, um, and my kids really look forward to it. If you're new to, to it, homeschooling, so. how would you find a co-op? So I think um, a lot of places like where we live, there's a homeschooling Facebook group. Um, and as much as I despise Facebook, those groups yeah. are really helpful. Um, and so if you can reach out to those, to those groups, you know, like a local Facebook group or, um, sometimes your local library will have information on them, um, or churches. A lot of times churches have information. Uh, those are probably your best bets on finding one, a local co-op. Yeah. And I was actually wondering, what are your thoughts on unschooling or why did you choose to follow curriculum versus unschooling? So unschooling is a very interesting idea. Um, I would say that when I was a kid, we did a lot of unschooling, like my mom did a lot of unschooling type things. And, um, the, the idea behind unschooling is that kids will naturally want to learn things and that they will, they will pursue learning whatever they need to learn to be able to learn the thing that they want to know. Um, and there are a lot of people in this ancestral lifestyle that embrace unschooling. And I think it's a, I do think it's a really cool philosophy of education. I'm not sure that I could pull it off. Honestly, I think unless you are very um, intentional, it's it's hard to do, especially with um, a lot of kids. There's a really awesome book called um, The Brave Learner. And the way that she talks about unschooling seems doable. <laughs> um, and I that's it's a, that's a really, really good book. I suggest anybody who wants to homeschool should read that book. But um, I, I like structure. And since my kids were coming from a private school, I didn't think that unschooling would be the best option for us. Um, I think the, the really the caveat I want to throw out is that homeschooling is so personal and there are so many different ways to do it. And you know, what works for one family or even what works for one kid is not necessarily what's going to work for the next family or the next kid. Um, and I think that you can find all sorts of ways to make homeschooling work for you and for your family. So I don't, I don't want to disparage any, any way of doing things. I just, you know, I have my experience and can talk about that. Um, so, yeah, that's all. That's all I have on on that. No, it's, it's really cool to hear um, you share a little window into your daily life with your kids and how you're trying to teach them. Thanks. Hopefully, I think it's I think it's really fun to hear other people's opinions on that kind of thing too. And um. I like to listen to other homeschoolers talk about their experiences and how 
maybe I can incorporate stuff from them. So anyway, I hope that was helpful to other people. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. we, we are happy that we were able to share with you guys our different education experiences. And now you guys know that Hori home, Corey homeschools and my kids go to school. Um, and yeah. All right. So we would love it. If you would um, review us on iTunes, like the show, subscribe to the show, all those things. Um, as my son would say, smash that like and subscribe <laughs> button. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and liking and subscribing is great. That gives you the opportunity to um, hear from the show when it comes out. But uh, writing a review and giving us, you know, five stars, obviously, uh, would be really helpful to the show. It helps other people see the show. It helps it to rank better. Um, and sharing with your friends also does that. So put it on Instagram or whatever and tag us. That'd be really awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Modern Ancestral Mamas. Check out the show notes for the resources. You can find Christine on Instagram at Nourish the Littles and online at nourishthelittles.com. You can find Corey on Instagram at For Nutrient Sake and online at fornutrientsake.com. Follow us on Instagram at Modern Ancestral Mamas. <laughs>